verses 18, 19, and 20. Let me read them. I know they'll be projected there. Ed is very quick. And Jesus came up and spoke to the disciples. The disciples proceeded to Galilee, where he met them. And he spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you, and, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So, I looked at these verses, I said, how can I continue this message and encourage the people, our congregation, the brothers and sisters, and I titled my message this morning still, Lo, I'm with you. Do you believe that the Lord is with us? Yes. Amen to that. He is with us. Do you believe he'll never forget us? nor leave us. Amen. So we are all together here. So, you know, it was, time has come after 40 days from Jesus' resurrection from the death, after almost 40 days, the time has come for the greatest man that has ever walked on the face of earth to leave and go back to his father. So he gathers the disciples and called them all together in that place in Galilee. And he spoke very closely to them. Do you think at that moment he had to remind them, remind them what they did, how they left him? I would say no. How they were dispersed that day when he was hanging on that cross. He worked with them for 40 days. But the time has come to give them some encouraging words. Not thinking about the past. And I hope we're not thinking about our past failures. I hope we buried them. This is the fifth day of the new year. It's not the time to think about our failures, our regrets. Like Paul said, forgetting, that's behind. Forgetting. And let's move on. And it's time for him to, to give them some marching orders into this world. There's a need in this world for good news, and those who are willing to carry the good news are very few. So he addressed his disciples in these three verses and gave them this unique commission. He knows the needs. He is God. And it's not a matter of 
emotion or feeling. Not at all. It's not a work to be carried on at our convenience. He was speaking with authority. And if you notice in verse 18, all authority has been given to me. He's speaking in a different tone. He rose from the death. He conquered the devil. He conquered death. And he's victorious. And he's giving them, he's telling them, all authority has been given to me. It's not a partial authority. It's not some authority. If we work, you know, you have some authority. You don't have full authority. Even the CEO of the company doesn't have the full authority. But Jesus Christ has all authority in heaven and on earth. He is the only one who can say that. And he said it. Has been given to me in heaven and on earth. So, an encouraging word. And he gave them a command. That my first, my first word, a command. What was his command? Someone said, before we go into that, a religion that has no authority is a worthless one. So, we have a kind of authority over us, and we should obey it because it's coming from God himself. So many people do not like authority. So many people, they want to uh, buck the authority. They want to do what they like to do. Not in the church of God. Not with the word of God that is so clear that calling us to listen to him and obey him and follow his orders. Some people who are in the church today, many church, churches, they listen, they hear the Lord speak, but again, I say they have the liberty to abide by it or not. But those who follow and abide by the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ are those people who do his will and they will never lose, but they will always be following his orders and have the pleasure to serve him according to his will. Our Lord speaks, and he spoke, and he gave a command with authority. He said, what was it that he said? One word, go. 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 Go what? Make disciples. Go work for me. And he is asking us to do it. At the beginning of this new year, do we listen to him? As a church here in this valley, and I hope that we have renewed our vows to the Lord Jesus Christ that we want to serve. 
We want to do your will. I want to please you, Lord. And he says, okay, go and go forward. Are, you, are we going as a church locally here to listen to this order? This is an order. Do you know that? Do you know that this is an order from the Lord Jesus Christ? And it's an order given by the king. If it, if it, were, if it were a church order, you know what happens? You might have wavered. If the pastor asked someone to do it, you might create an excuse, you know. Say, you know, I'm busy, I'm, okay. But our Lord, he has the authority which is beyond the question. Beyond the question. He gave us the command. And his word establishes the principles we should follow. And as true soldiers, workers, enlisted in his service, in his army, I believe the least we can do is to follow the command. Are you with me on that? Think with me a little bit. He said, the authority belongs to me. It is all authority, as I said. It's not partial. In other words, no other authority under the sun can stand before him. He is the only true God who stands by his promises, by the principles we have, and he is the only true God who stands by us. He said, go. That's the command. Go and spread the gospel. Church, we need to get up and go. At the beginning of this new year, it's good to have a church. It's good to have nice building. It's good to have a beautiful uh, place to come in, a clean place. It's all good. Wonderful benches, comfortable. But we need to get up and go spread the gospel. Amen. There is a command. He told them go. Did they go? Did they go? All right. And what did we hear last week? We all say, they went. They went, each one. We heard each one of the disciples. There were 11 disciples there. Each one of them went and in different ways and spread the gospel. And this is why we're here talking about the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. They reached the world. In Acts 17 it says, and they what? They turned the world upside down. Did they obey? Who would have thought these weak 11 people that slept when he was fighting on their behalf, when he was praying on their behalf, they slept. When he was crucified, they were all scattered around. And thank God for his grace. Thank God for his grace. I don't read in the Bible that he told them that you're, 
You, you know, you fled, you're not worthy. No, I want to change you. I want to get other disciples. He never did that. Because the grace of God is so rich. He forgot all about this. And he took them and molded them and sent them out. The same people. The same people. Why? Because they took advantage of the second chance. Amen. Remember that. I'm reminding you. They took advantage. They turned around and started, started serving the Lord. If, if there is someone or few here and they say, well, I, hey, I'm so discouraged. I tell you this this morning. The Lord is commanding you. He is not telling you, ha ha, you did not do well last year. I'm not going to use you. No. On the other, on the, all totally different. He says, get up and go for me. I still want to use you. I still want to use you. Go and spread my word. And what is the gospel? Good news. We have a great message. We have the greatest message. So what do we do with this command? Shall we say, I, 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 sir? I said it many times. The Lord likes people who say, I, I, sir. Yes, sir. I will do it. And he says it with all grace and love and kindness. Church, let us get up and go. Let us get up and go. Make disciples. And it's a command. Then I looked at the mission. They sent them. I said, what is their mission? What's the task? And it applies to us. It's not them. He didn't give them something to believe only. But here's few, few words. I thought about it and I wrote it down. What's our mission here? The first thing we need to do, forget the disciples. They did their job. What's our mission here? It's to bring people to God through Jesus Christ. Simple. It's to baptize those who believe and then teach them the work and the purposes of our Lord Jesus Christ. Easy, isn't it? So we have a mission. There is a command, and if we obey the command, there is a mission. We have to accomplish this mission. And this work is not to be done by professionals. I want to, I want to mention that a little bit. Well, we leave it to the pastor. We leave it to the elders. Well, let's hire a good preacher. Let's hire a pastor. Thank God we don't have this here. And you know many people, they spend months to find a pastor because they want to hear it, hear him once, twice, thrice. And they have to sit down and a, a, a panel sits down and analyzes the pastor or the preacher. And then finally they hire him. Let me tell you one thing. Jesus Christ did not do that when he recruited his people. And those who have the burden 
Those who obey the command, we don't leave it to the pastor. We don't leave it to the elders. We don't leave it to the preacher. Each one of us is a worker for the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to work all together. This is my message at the beginning of this year. We need to get going. We need to obey God. We need to spread the gospel. I, there's, I know of someone, not someone, more, more than one in my youth that he, will, he promised never to come to church alone, but bring someone. You say, Adol, I'm not, I'm not gifted to preach. And who is saying that you should preach? Are you gifted to pray? Are you gifted to invite a friend? To invite your neighbor? Are you gifted to witness? Tell them how the Lord saved you? We're gifted in many ways. We can have the most admirable characteristic in the church. We might have... Uh, we might be financially very successful. Physically attractive, I would say so. Beautiful building. Well organized. Well managed. But if we don't reflect the flame and zeal of the Lord Jesus Christ in winning souls for him, his glory will not be with us. That's our mission. It's not the disciples. He gave them that. But don't you think it, it speaks to us? Your mission to go. It's not to warm the seat. It's to go. He asked them to go. And go forward. And... Let me ask you, what is your responsibility in the church? What's your task? What is your mission? I know we have many who are in the choir. Are you preparing yourself? Are you waiting for the 15th of this month? Say, Lord, I can't wait to come and start practicing and start practicing choir. I want to come on time. I want to serve the Lord with my voice. I want to serve the church with what he's given me. Choir people, may the Lord prepare you to come and come with zeal. Are you a Sunday school teacher? Are you a helper? Come prepared. Are you leaders for Friday nights and helpers? Be be on the alert. You are going to face sometimes anxieties. You are going to face some dilemmas. Numerous teams problems. But one thing, act wisely. Seek help and be an example for the men and the women of the future. Are you? Do you have any kind of responsibility? I ask you with all my heart is to go forward with it, but go forward with zeal, with courage, and do it from the heart.
Oh, I have this responsibility in the church. This is not what God wants to hear. This is not what Jesus wants to hear. He wants to hear someone going and going all the way through. Look at Paul. Look at Paul. He went through hunger. He went through all kinds of pain to carry the word of the Lord Jesus Christ. He was homeless. In many ways, he says, we're homeless. We have no clothes to wear. We have no, no place to, for a shelter. They ran, were beaten, but they never forgot the purpose is to win souls for the Lord Jesus Christ. Are we, are we winners of souls? Let's do that, church. And that's our mission, and we should do it from the heart. We are on a mission. And who is, who is our leader? Uh-huh. We are on a mission for the king. Is he a king? Yes. Amen. And there's no other. We are on the mission for the king. We shouldn't be ashamed. We belong to the Lord Jesus Christ, especially nowadays. People are proud of anything, but not of Jesus. In fact, they, want, they don't want to hear about this name. People pride, them, pride themselves about many achievements, and it's all nothing. But when it comes to the Lord Jesus Christ, they are ashamed of him. Let us not be ashamed of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us go forward proclaiming his salvation to the whole world. There are still many people unsaved out. Many people, and they need help. And they need us. Let's get up and go. And you know what? You will be successful when you do his will. Simple, isn't it? Let's go make disciples. Then he said, he gave them the command from the greatest authority. And we have it. He specified the mission. Go make disciples. Baptize them and teach them. That's what we do. And we should do all the time. Whatever your responsibility in the church, let's do it from the heart. And the promise now. He promised them. As we go with our duties and responsibilities, this is the fifth day of the new year. He did not leave us to struggle and fret facing mountains and valleys alone. No. He said, I am with you. Can someone help me with the other word? He said, I am with you. Thank you. You are listening. I'll ask next week. I hope you don't forget. I am with you. When? Always. No, except two weeks. I take two weeks vacation in in July, and you will not find me. Can Can we live without that? Or I take a nap in the afternoon between 3 and 5. Don't, I'm not available. Did he say that? We have a God who does not sleep or slumber. I am with you always. What does it mean always? I'm going to give you a few things here. Lorraine. Lorraine listens to me every minute, she says. 
While moving forward, he says, do not look to what may happen tomorrow. Oh, I don't know about tomorrow. Well, let me, let me give you a secret about tomorrow. Every tomorrow has to pass by the Lord Jesus Christ before it gets to you. Remember that. Remember that. He has to screen it. And he sends it. It's screened. This is why tomorrow is not ours. It's his. And when it comes, we should welcome it, whatever it is. Right? While moving forward. Okay. Look for the same everlasting father who cares for you today and will take care of you tomorrow and every day. Let's put aside all anxious thoughts. Let's forget about weaknesses. Let's forget about failures. Let's forget about whatever happened last year. What we were not, if you say, well, hey, I wasn't even, I'm not worthy. Uh, I give up. No, the word give up is not in our dictionary. There is no giving up in the work for the Savior. There's always going forward, forgetting our failures. Let's put aside these thoughts and carry on with the task, with the mission before us, knowing that we are serving a living Savior. Are we ready? Now let me say, let me say something about always. I, the promise, he says always, that means I will go with you. You're not alone. I will go with you. Not you go and I will look from here and see how you're doing and I will grade you at the end of the day. Or the, no. No. Not at all. Even when we're going to go and stand before the, the judgment seat of Christ, it's for rewards. It's not for grace. It's for rewards. We don't go through judgment. Our God, we know it in, in uh, John 3.17, he did not come to judge, but to save. Amen. And we're not going to stand before the judge, though he's a great judge. This is only put aside for those who rejected the, the Lord Jesus Christ at the great white throne. He will be seated there, judge, and will be around him to judge the whole unbelieving world. But he is with us. Always. What a word. Always. Always. Every minute. Every second. Every day. This means all the days of summer, winter, fall, and spring. The sunny days and the cloudy days. He's with us. If you are going through cloudy days, he's with you. The days of storms and the days of joy. The days of faith and the days of doubt. The days of victory and the days of defeat. The days of strength, and he is in the days of weakness. He is always with us. The days of peace, of course, and the days of war. The days of youth, when significant decisions are made in the, our, in the days of youth, and also in the days of midlife. And he will 
carry us through. Even in death, he sends his angel to carry us through. So, he is never an absentee in our life. He is there. How then shall we go? Hesitant? Well, I don't know about tomorrow. I, no one knows about tomorrow. He knows about tomorrow. He knows about tomorrow. He will carry you through. Amen. I don't know whether we're able to live in these economic days. I don't know whether we're going to make it. He will carry you through. I'll be with you always. We have the blessed assurance that we are not alone. We have him. God meant it when he said, I will be with you always. Yes, go, he said. And go forward, we shall go. He's still the same. He's the God of yesterday. He carried us through through 2013. He carried us through. He's the God of yesterday. He's the God of today. He's the God of tomorrow. That's the Bible. That's the Bible. He said, I'll never leave you, nor forsake you. So what should, what should we do? Trust him. Right? Trust him. I wrote a few words here to end with. If you are not saved, trust him as your personal savior today. And if you are a saved person, open your heart implicitly. Say, Lord, I trust you to take my life and make me go through it this coming year. You have a tough job, you're not alone. You have trips to make, he'll pilot the plane for you without you knowing. You have things to do and they look very big. Well, these, these days of tomorrow have to pass through him. And remember, if you have a difficult situation, he is with you to go through all the way until he brings it into conclusion. Go, and I will be with you always. Church, we should trust him more. This is the time to trust him implicitly with all of life, with all of our problems. We have a savior who conquered death and he is living to help us through. And guess what? And he is going to go with us until we reach the other shore. And then when we see him, we shall forget all this and live with him throughout eternity. He took care of that on the cross of Calvary. And with that, I ask you to get up. Obey his command. Do your task. And trust the Lord in going through 2014. And may God bless you. And may it be a happy and prosperous new year to each and every one of us. Amen. Amen. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to review these few things together as a church. We know we have many ill people, some traveling, some still 
not able to come to church, we pray that you visit with them and bless them and help us as a church to grow together, to work very hard for you, to obey you, to fulfill your commands, knowing that we are here working for the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Bless each and every one and help us never to forget to honor you in our lives, knowing that you are with us, you'll never leave us nor forsake us. So with that, we give ourselves to you today. Help us, Lord, to be obedient servants. In Jesus' name we ask and pray. Amen. Amen. The meeting is over. May God bless you. And let's not forget tomorrow night, all of us be here. We have a great night coming.